And I am recording. Yep. Everything looking good. What's up, fellas? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Just uh, holding my... I found my um, Flower and Garden Festival annual pass holder pin, uh-huh. and it's it's figment. I really liked it. It kind of has like a 1960s feel to it. I don't know if y'all can see it or not. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. But I thought I had lost it. You ever do that? You ever leave a Disney trip... And you can't find like something you bought, and you think you've lost it, and or a box of stuff up. that you bought, and you, and or you thought you the, threw yeah. away, and yeah, you did yeah, it. Yeah, one yeah. of those. Yes, yes. No, yeah, I don't that, do that very often. But yeah. when I do, it feels good to find it, though. Well, it's like it? finding a twenty dollar bill in your pocket, yeah. or a hundred dollar bill, whatever. You know, you find money, and you. I just, I found this, and I was like, wow, my pin. I'm so happy. <laughs> I constantly find stuff stuffed in the suitcase, in this extra pocket here, yeah. extra pocket there. I'm like, wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like Christmas all over again. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, I got to tell you guys a really funny story real quick before we get in the episode. So tonight I'm I'm have dinner and I have this thing where I lay on the couch for like 15 minutes, right after I have dinner, and I'm laying there and I hear Riley. She's playing out back. The windows are open. Really nice evening. Playing out back and there's a little girl next door. She's maybe three or four, and Riley's yelling, "Hey Ella, hi!" You know, and they're talking through the fence and they're singing back and forth. And Ella's like, "Twinkle, twinkle," you know, and all that stuff and singing "Twinkle to the Little Star." And I'm thinking, "Oh, well, that's nice." You know, Riley's interacting with the singer kid, and Austin and Ella goes, "It's your turn." And Riley's like, "Baby got back," and I'm like, <laughs> "Awesome, that's hilarious! I awesome. love it." Yep, yep. Oh, so that's my evening. Right, how about you all? Else. Now, Mike, how about you, man? Busy? Yeah, we're uh, three hours to get home today. It's, it's a normal one-hour day commute, three hours to get home today. I think part of it had to do with the um, Beth Page Black is going on. It's by my old, by okay. my old house, so I had to pass by there on the way home, and traffic was crazy. So I'm hoping that was partly it, but summer's in full effect, and everybody goes out to the island on, uh, on the weekend, so it's going to be busy for a while. But it was good otherwise. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Good. Very good. And you got the pools all ready to go. Yeah. Heat, do you got the heater up Heater's yet? Heater's running. I got the vacuums in the pool as we speak, and uh, should be good to go in the next couple of days. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody's ready. How are you, Jay? Roll. You good? Good to go, man. Beautiful day walking. I mean, it was just, it, it's, uh, I got not a, not a complaint in the world, and now I get to see you two beautiful guys. Oh, so, uh, anyways, uh, you guys ready to get this show started? In three, two, one. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids seven. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. Much of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. Those two amazing guys across from me are Mike and Justin, who I absolutely love from the bottom of my heart. Boy, I'm kind of mushy tonight. I must be. It must be the vitamin D I've been getting because uh, I'm feeling the love. You're anyways, very lovable. Anyways, guys, um, welcome to the show. We're a uh, a lot about Disney, and uh, tonight we'll talk uh, well a little bit more about us. Uh, we got a great show tonight, people, and I am very very excited for that because I love the interaction with you guys. But before we get started, how are my two buddies doing? Mike, how about yourself, pal? Doing good, doing good. I'm uh, looking forward to getting tonight's episode, uh, a little bit about us, and uh, you know, it, it's nice to hear what our uh, Disney family wants to hear about, and uh, kind of include them in the show, so to speak, so I'm uh, looking forward to jumping into it. 
good guys i'm really good sorry i'm just i'm looking through the disney dad's email here and it's just we get so many so many great people that contact us and and share their disney passions uh but yeah no i'm I'm doing i'm doing really well it's it's great here i mean this is my favorite time of the year down charleston so it's uh it's really good and hey guys we are we just made fast passes Mm -hmm. for our trip uh dining set Mm-hmm. We're ready to roll, man. Disney Dad's meetup is the 16th for all those people that are going to be down in Walt Disney World for on July 16th over at Geyser Point Bar and Grill. Uh, come join us at 8, 8 p.m. over there. So come out, hang out, uh, let us you know give you a handshake. If you meet me, give you a hug, and uh, you know say thanks for letting us be a part of your Disney family. But uh, one thing we wanted to do tonight was interact with our Disney family a little bit, and that is to uh, answer your questions. We get a lot of questions that pertain to not only Disney, but pertain to the show and really to about us personally. And we wanted to just give this show to you guys and answer all these questions. I know some people, it's been a month since you've emailed, and we've been holding on to these. So we're going to dive in tonight with uh, with your questions for us. And uh, guys, nothing's off, off limits, so let's, uh, let's jump in right now. Guys, we're going to start tonight with an email that came in, and it's from, uh, from our amazing uh, friend, Lara Fee says, hi guys, just thought of another show idea. It could be a Disney history episode. A topic, how did the Disney dads meet? How did they form a friendship? What inspired the Facebook page and a podcast? I don't know if that info is floating out there, but I'd love to hear about how a guy from the Midwest, a guy from the East Coast, and a guy from the South became besties. We are besties. Love the show, Lara Fee. Uh, Jay, why don't you take that? We've talked about it on a bunch of different shows, um, but we can hit on it real quick. Yeah, in a nutshell, um, I came to these two guys. I, I wanted something that was family-friendly, guys. I wanted a, a, a community that was um, going to be positive and uh, for people to come safely and, uh, you know, ha- have fun with Disney. I mean, guys, it's just Disney. Have fun with Disney. And um, Mike and Justin were immediately the two guys that I thought of. And luckily for me and all of us, um, when I came to Mike and Justin, I says, Hey, guys, I'm going to pitch you an idea. If you need some time to think about it, you know, um, there's going to be small, you know, you're going to have to get some equipment. And uh, both guys said, I'm in. Let's do it. And um, they had their stuff ordered, and we were already uh, talking show and getting stuff ready. And um, look, uh, and and that is the only credit I can take because from here on out, guys, it has been a very strong collective on building this show. And this show is 100% all three of us. And, um, you know, I, I love that we, um, I've got two guys that are, um, incredibly talented and there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes where, um, you know, we do a lot of talking and, and, and these two guys bring such an, an incredible amount of, of stuff to the show. Cause there's a lot to just a bunch of guys talking and, uh, these two guys bring some stuff to the show that, um, you know, it, I think, you know, sets us above a lot of people. So, um, that's it in a nutshell. He's talking about my brownies. I bake really <laughs> good brownies. That's pretty much all I bring to the show. Um, yeah, that's easy. I mean, Jay, Jay, I knew Jason from um, Two Men was how we met. Two Men and the Mouse over there, Kevin. And uh, we had talked Disney back and forth online for a couple years and uh, had never met in person. And we finally got a chance to meet in person. And then uh, it was the day after I missed Mike coming to Epcot. Yep, yep. And uh, Mike got in town. I left and those two hung out. And what's funny is what most people don't realize is that the three of us, we had never been in the same place until episode 50, I think it was. Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it episode 50 yeah, just about. that we did live and you guys came to Charleston? So, um, yeah. it's, it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. I've, I've made friendships that will last an absolute lifetime. 
uh, from this. I've got two brothers that, you know, for an only child, I uh, I get to argue with people finally. It's great. <laughs> so uh, it's fantastic. But yeah, Laura, that's that's exactly how it happened. Uh, next one comes from Tim Jackson from the email uh, grab bag as well. Guys, great show this week. I love the Q&A format. Uh, luckily for you, Tim, we're doing another one. Um, I had to do my own research for our last trip, but I've never seen this topic discussed anywhere for a large audience. How how do you realistically plan accommodations for a family of five at Disney World? Because most resorts, Disney included, seem geared towards two adults and the two-kid family union. Third child makes the hotel and transportation options a bit challenging for families that aren't familiar with how Disney operates. Uh, Mike, why don't you take that one, man? Uh, you know, we've obviously been just a family of four, but there's been times when we've taken mom or we've taken, you know, uh, a relative. And yeah, it is challenging. Uh, lucky for us, we were able to, because we were such Disney loyal people and we loved going, we loved the accommodations, we wound up buying the DVC. So we were lucky enough that a lot of the DVC rooms can sleep up to five. So if you were if you were planning on doing the five on a regular basis, I would certainly look into, uh, you know, renting DVC points, stay, you know, buying DVC, you know, outright. Uh, that's been our saving grace when it comes to adding another member of our family to come down with us has been just kind of using the DVC stuff. Jay? Yeah, 100%. I, uh, exactly what Mike said. I don't, I don't even really need to elaborate on it. We did it uh, a couple times, and it was the DVC. It's slept five. Now, five, five, you, you need to be pretty close to this group of five, though, because you're, <laughs> yeah, that's what cause you're, gonna you're say. pairing up you're in two beds, right. and then you have the full down bed, which is typically, I would sleep on that. I mean, it wouldn't be like a luxury bed, but it's more of a kid's bed, you know, the like an, uh, the Ohana mm-hmm. bed that folds down, the Lilo bed. Um, but yeah, Mike, you nailed it. I mean, DVC was definitely a way to go. Or, uh, if I'm not mistaken, what is it? The Art of Animation has the big rooms. That's, that's yep. exactly, yep, you got the suites, the Lion King, Nemo, okay. uh, Cars. Go over there. Check out those suites. Those suites are fantastic. I've stayed in those. That is a great way. Not only are you going to sleep more, you're going you're to be comfortable as a family of five, but you've got more amenities too. You know, uh, I really, really recommend checking out Art of Animation for uh, for those those families of five that maybe don't want to just squeeze in real tight. Um, go over and check those out. This one's coming from uh, Kevin Jellerson. Is it Jellerson or Yellerson? What do you think? Don't ask Jason because Jason can't speak regular English on a regular day. It's a, <laughs> it's a J. It's a J, but it's a yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. All right, we'll mm-hmm. go with that. I like it, Kevin. If we're wrong, let us know. Uh, he says, "I was looking at DVC Resort availability and saw that Riviera has a new Tower Studio category for only up to two people. Sounds like these rooms would be quite small. Any insight of what these rooms might look like and how they will be set up?" Yeah, Cheryl posted a really, like, I know she's uh, one of our admins, Cheryl uh, Pavia. She's uh, going to be staying there in January, and she did post some pictures. Did you guys get a chance to look at those? Yeah. Okay, Dude. The um, they're, they're uh, you know, for, like, we were talking about this um, off the air, for an adult trip that people just want to sneak down there. How, how great is that? It's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. There were some restrictions on the rooms as far as, like, there isn't that many. I think yeah. there's only nine of them, so, you know, keep that in mind. But for 11 points a night, I mean, if you're a DVC and you're listening, 11 points a night's a pretty cheap stay at uh, at, at Disney. Um, it was definitely something I'm excited about. Um, you did a cost uh, uh, room comparison, Justin. Um, you said it was the size of... Um, it's about the same size as a ocean view ver- or a, a uh, deluxe veranda on a Disney cruise. Okay. So, And I've stayed in those multiple times. For me, this is perfect. When Katie and I go down and do our adult trips, mm-hmm. this is this is all I need. Mike, what do you think about DVC going to a more low? What's the way I want to put this? Going to a smaller room 
for those people that are only two people traveling. I wish they would have more of those. Uh, I'm planning on when we retire, you know, to go down south. How awesome would it be to have just a couple of date nights? You know what? Hey, we'll look on the calendar. There happens to be a, you know, uh, you know, a, a two-person room available for one Saturday night. Good. Let's go make dinner reservations. We'll go to Epcot one night. You know, an annual pass holder. Just shoot down there. I think it's fantastic. I wish they would have it more. I mean, 11 points a night. But, you know, when it comes to DVC terms and nomenclature, that is absolutely awesome. I mean, that's it's a no-brainer. I mean, how do you not go down there for that little amount of points and have a nice just weekend adult trip or a couple of nights or just a little quick little getaway? Do you think we'll ever get the sleeping pods at Disney? You think it'll get to the point to where, you know, like you see in Japan and China and all these places, where it's just the sleeping pods in the wall? Five DVC <laughs> points a night. It's yours. It. All right, so let me ask you this. If you could go down, you get a sleeping pod and a communal bathroom, right? But it only costs you three DVC points for the night. On Would a solo trip? 100%. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Can you imagine? You're and just talking you to a Marine, dude. I've slept in places that most people probably wouldn't even go to the bathroom. Of course I would. I'd sleep in the lobby hey, but, overnight if they wouldn't kick me out. Yeah. You know, the thing, you know what? I would fit in there with all three of you, and it would only be one DVC point. Yeah, look at me. I'll snuggle up, so, especially but, if it's cold. But look at, at 11 points. I mean, most of us got you know a couple hundred points. Could you imagine being able to book a, a room at 11 points a night? I mean, spending 30 days down there? Oh, it's the best. <laughs> that would be it's, awesome. It's the best, that, yeah. I, I, I would... See, the thing for me is one of those pods would be perfect because I get up, walk around and everything. So that would be nice. But I like the layout of these rooms, too, because they're almost kind of triangular the way they look, you know, with the the common room. I'm going to call it that. And then you have the bathroom and then you actually have a little veranda like you have a little mm-hmm. a yes. little balcony there. I think they all do on that. Resort. Yeah, I think all of them do. Yep. Yeah. And can we talk? I, I know this isn't on the thing. Can we talk about the restaurant up top? Are you? This is going to be the new California Grill because not only are you going to see uh, illuminate. Well, I'm going to say illuminations, but over at Epcot now you're also seeing fireworks for Fantasmic and and whatever else you know they're going to have when this is done over at uh, Hollywood Studios too. They're um, a, a, it's going to be a signature restaurant if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how the chef turns out the food, and the food will dictate the crowds. I think. So, I like food. You know, we'll 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 see. We'll see. Yep, I love it. Uh, so I hope that helps, Kevin, or helps Kevin. I can't speak tonight. Uh, let's go. This one, this one's a little tougher. And we, Jason and I, were talking about this a little bit before the show. That this could really be a show all to itself. But we're gonna we're gonna just touch it really briefly. Come from our great friend Johnny Renfro. It says, if the three of you could create your own Disney Pixar character, what type of character would you create, and what would you name it? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting blank stares. I'm getting blank stares. Uh, this is tough, man. This is one of those you have to, like, this would take me hours. I think, think I think about. what I'm, I would lean towards is um, I want a, um, I want a, I, want, I kind of almost not, you know how, like, we got the gray Jedi? I kind of mm-hmm. want a gray villain. I kind of want somebody that's. That's a villain, but somebody that you can pull Ooh, for. I like that. You know, um, almost like a Thanos. Understood. I absolutely love Thanos. I love Thanos, and I, think I he's connect. The best in a long time. He is absolutely the best villain, and there's times where I'm like, "Dude, speak in my language." I don't yeah. Th- you yeah. know, I, I really especially do. when I'm in line at the DMV, it's like I'd snap fingers right now, <laughs> yep. right so now. I, I would really like, but not not as morbid. Obviously, I would like something that. Um, I don't know. I I, I guess uh, something where it kind of plays where like you like him, but then you you. You just you, you just despise them all in the same. 
you know, where it just really toys with your emotions. Um, that would be cool to start as a villain too, and then see the transformation. You know, you get it with Maleficent with the mm-hmm. movie, which of course we're getting a new one. Um, but I kind of like that man. I like that aspect of of the villain. I'm probably gonna go with. I see, and it's hard because I think like Zootopia and the Sloth. Like I, I want my my hero to be somebody unexpected, kind of like UJ. And I, you know, who one of my favorite, and this isn't Disney, it's DreamWorks, but Poe from Kung Fu Panda is uh-huh. maybe one of the best characters ever written because he's so unexpected in what he does. I love that character. So it'd probably be something like that. I know it doesn't really get you. What would you name it? Justin, of course. Why not? I put myself in a movie <laughs> because I'm vain and that's what I do. Um, but yeah, no, it would, it would be great. But Johnny, we'll get back to this, man. Let us ponder this a little bit and we will include this on a future episode for sure. I like how, but but stick with your idea though, Justin, because I lo- I think that would resonate so much with other with other people. Where yeah. just an average Joe who who is uh, really just a superhero at heart, and then um, and 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 it grows. You know, I love that. I, I hope you would stick with that. I would like yeah. to hear that. Mike, how about you, buddy? Well, you know, I'm a big fan of The Incredibles. I've always loved that movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were fantastic. So I would want a distant cousin of one of them with some kind of weird superpower. Oh, and uh, okay. I think, you know, being that we're sticking with the Pixar family, and uh, I'd go with somebody from The Incredibles. Cool, man. I like Very it. Cool. I like it. All right. There we go. This one's uh, all about Disney Cruise Lines, really pertinent to what we got going on because we are sailing, sailing away really, really soon uh, on the Disney Dads Podcast Cruise. Cole Clifford says, Top... Must do things for a 10, 8, and 5 year old on a four night Disney Dream Bahamas cruise. Happens to be we are going on a four night Disney Dream Bahamas cruise very shortly. Uh, guys, you want me to take this yeah, one? You, I've only done this with when the girls were little, so you'll know a lot better on this one than I will. I've got Perfect. YouTube. YouTube's great. That's a great <laughs> go to. I actually I tell I tell people go check out YouTube because it's a it's a great go to. Um, Cole, I'm going to tell you right now the. Kids clubs are the first go-to, I'm going to say. Don't be afraid to just let them go and release them and let them let them absolutely enjoy it. You know what, Mike, even though it wasn't a Disney cruise, you were talking a little bit about Sammy, how you didn't see Sammy on your past cruise because she enjoyed it so much with her friends. Um, and I think parents at times, they're afraid to go, oh, we're on vacation, we've saved up, we're doing this. Uh, and then their kids go off and they're having fun and they're like, man, we should really be spending family time. But those... Those times. I mean, did you feel bad, Mike, when you're in Hawaii and Sammy's? No, because it's what she wanted to do, and that's what she had a good time doing. Right. You know, we did the whole family excursion thing all day. We got back to the boat. We checked in. She was literally on her phone texting her friends that she made on the boat and said, well, meet the kids club. And then they went, and they did They did a talent show one night. They did something else another night, and she was having a good time. She was having a lot more of a good time with the, her peers, her age group, than she would have with us. You know, we had our family time. We did our stuff during the day, and as adults, it was nice to kind of relax a little bit and have our own time, and she was off. And then she would say, okay, I'll be back at 1130, and they, they brought us the Wave phone. She had her phone. If we had to get in contact with her, it was all set, and that was it. We had a great time. Uh, let me say too that the midship detective agency is a great one. It's free. It is a lot like um, the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game. You go around, and you can play throughout the ship. Okay. Uh, it's fantastic. It's completely free. You'll see the there's interactive portraits and interactive things all around the ship that you can go, and it sends you on a quest all around the ship to to okay. to experience that. That's a great one. Uh, I would say the shows. The shows are great. And on Castaway, I, I, you know, I'm sure you're going to Nassau. Nassau's hit or miss for me. It's, it is what it is. It's Nassau. 
Um, but on Castaway, snorkeling is fantastic. Even with a four-year-old, put a life jacket on. Even if they don't put their face in the water and, and, and really snorkel like that, go out there and let them look down every now and then and see Minnie who's under there or Mickey who's under there, things like that. Uh, the kids' clubs on Castaway are great. Put the kids in the kids' clubs. Let them play. And you guys go over and enjoy those delicious steaks over at the adult-only uh, beach because you get a... Oh, yeah, I'm not don't supposed to tell people that. Don't tell oh, yeah. people that. Oh, man. Oh, I messed up. Anyway, but lots of fun stuff. Cole, I'm going to give you one more tip, okay? No one else is listening. If someone steals my tip, I'm going to be so mad. Show up for your first character about 30 minutes early, 20 minutes early, because you'll get that first character right at 4.15. Meet Mickey, whoever it is in the veranda. Your next one's coming out at 4.30, and you'll be able to just boom, 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 and you'll knock out characters really, really quick. So... Get there early for the first one, and you'll be amazed what you can do afterwards when everyone's standing those long lines. That help? Sounds like a plan to Sounds me. Sounds good to me. Sounds solid. Got it. Guys, this, one, this one's for you guys. You may have said this in one form or another. This is from Lindsay Ray. Uh, Lindsay says, you may have said this in one form or another throughout the podcast, but I feel like most of us Disney fans have that moment, that amazing aha moment. I love that you used aha. That's perfect. I even say it, say it the way I think you're saying it. That amazing aha moment where the magic of Disney has overwhelmed us and we become Disney fans for life. Mine was our second trip as a couple where my now husband proposed at the Poly. Uh, everything about the trip was so magical that I was hooked. What was your moment? Mike? Uh, I think the our very first trip as a family and I got to see my daughter be the princess she wanted to be and just really taking the moment. And even at four years old, uh, just the overall expression and the wonderful time she was having at that early age was we were hooked from then on out. Jake, what about you, buddy? Um, mine was as a result of some cast members, period. You know, it was our first trip, and they sprinkled a lot of fairy dust on my son, who was too young to experience things, and they got us... Uh, a personal meet and greet, and um, it was one of those deals where I was just blown away that uh, these guys went above and beyond for my son, and that was customer service that I knew that I wanted to experience again. And um, it was that personal touch, that personal, um, you know how how sometimes you know things happen at Disney where it, it kind of like you're the most important person in the whole park, you know, where you get that VIP feel. And I really felt that, and um, I was just overjoyed with um, uh, hap- happiness for the kid because you know he had something that that you know he 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 had a wish that was just granted, and yeah, man, that was it. That was it. Um, I grew up a Disney kid, so I, I don't remember an aha moment, but I will say I remember an aha moment as a parent. If that makes sense, when I first experienced Disney magic as as a parent, and that's the first time I ever held rye as we watched um uh, it wasn't happily ever after it was wishes and she would hum wishes into my ear and i would just tear up like a baby i mean just i'll always remember that moment all right moving on uh this is a great one i love this i love this question this is something we love doing on this show um also could be a whole nother episode katana Izzo, uh katana Izzo. sorry katana uh, if you could reimagine, refurbish any existing ride at any Disney park, which ride would it be and why? She said she'd like to see Buzz Lightyear uh, redone, keep the general concept of the ride but intact, but I believe the ride could easily be so much more than just shooting battery packs. Well, the thing is, is you know, to elaborate on what she said, when, do you remember when Buzz went down for a small refurbishment not yeah. too long ago? Yeah. And then I got on it, and I was like, 
what, what did you what did you guys change? I mean, <laughs> they did well, a nice I was expecting this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was expecting this huge. I'm like, my gun still doesn't work here. What's going on? Right. Um, um, you know, I, I see Mike Mike wants to go, so I'm going to let Mike go because he wants to go first. So go ahead, buddy. I think one of the rides, especially in Magic Kingdom, not too far from where you're talking, it's going to be the Tomorrowland Speedway. I think that uh, that ride has a lot of potential. I think it definitely needs quite a bit of love. Uh, you know, the queue area can be trying at times. It can be very hot. It can be very fume infested so uh, i think if there's any ride that i can really redo i know it's going to be hard with the tron being next to it but uh i think that's a ride that needs a little bit of love i don't think it's been down for too much of a refurbishment but you know maybe a little bit of a tune-up on those cars can you think of how out of place it's going to look once tron's done yeah which is why i think it needs definitely refurbishment yeah uh no i completely agree you don't even have to do anything to the track just completely get rid of the cars and make them futuristic uh, you know, we just talked about Test Track last episode. Let GM come in and let them completely take over that attraction and, and make these prototype vehicles that are just crazy out of this world, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to say it because it... Uh, and I never had the spinning till my last trip. I'm going to say the teacups. And I'm going to say they should spin a little less fast because somebody <laughs> got sick last time. And I think that they should be... Um, you know what, man? It's hard in Magic Kingdom to reimagine a ride. So I am going to go over to one of your all's favorite attractions, and that's Living with the Land. Oh, be careful. Well, here's why. Let be me careful. tell you. Let me tell you why. I believe that ride deserves more than what it is. Okay. I believe that that ride, they could put a um, drop. screens and... <laughs> no, they don't have to be like a thrill element. But I love, I love when Epcot stays true to Epcot, and that's what that attraction does, is stays true to Epcot. But I do believe they could pour some money into it, you know, like show us some of the futuristic ways, digitally, that you're impacting, uh, you know, the environment, and growing food, and things like that. Well, they have all that space. I mean, you go inside the barn, you got that's just, what I'm saying. It's just, just nothing. Hundreds nothing of in there. feet of right. of uh, floor space in there. I mean, they yeah. could. They could do dioramas. You could do, I mean, so yeah. much. Animatronic. You yeah, could do anything. I mean, you know? it would, that would absolutely be great. Um, how about make an animatronic of Walt? Yeah. Oh. Giving, giving us up on what the farm. he wants. Yes. I mean, how cool would that be? You yeah. know? Um, you know, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great idea. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lean. I'm actually going to go back to Magic Kingdom. And one that I think doesn't do its justice, but the it's a timeless um a timeless movie, and that is um, Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, this is one that uh, I think let's stick some money into that because I'm sure eventually there's going to be a reboot in, in or a redo of the movie. I mean, we got live action coming, so don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, like, I'm no, pretty sure I, I read that like, we have a live action coming. Yeah, it hasn't been announced yet, but they're, they're coming out with it. The ride itself uh, just could really really kind of take it out of that um you know early 90s feel and let's let's pizzazz it up uh, mike like you said animatronics before i mean how how nice would it be to i mean look ursula's a cool animatronic i'll give you that but that's it guys talking about Hollywood you know Studios? what i mean no, no 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 he's talking about in magic kingdom and it's a newer attraction and i was surprised at what they came out with too yes the spinning fish on a on a wheel right, I mean, what, they, right. what, they got a cast member with a drill going wee, 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 <laughs> just spinning the <laughs> it's, fish it's finding so, nemo point two it is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So. Uh, but, you know, now that you mentioned Hollywood Studios, can we throw in there real fast that um, if there's anything that needs an upgrade, that needs a refurbishment, it is Little Mermaid over at Hollywood Studios. Oh, uh, yeah. I if I can't do it. I cannot do it until they get rid of those lasers. I just can't. <laughs> I can't justify doing it. And the problem is those um, cast members that are the actors and actresses, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Mm. They're amazing. And then those lasers go across the top, and I just go, what's happening? It's like, it's like a Def Leppard concert. <laughs> <laughs> right, it is. But the Imagineers could come up with something, and it could be an overnight transition. It'd be so easy, so easy to do. Which makes me wonder, are they like, how invested are they into keeping that there? Well, that makes uh, exactly. You know what I mean? It's almost like owning a car that mm-hmm. you've had for 20 years. And yeah, you know things aren't working right. But are, do you want to put any money into it? Because I'm gonna get a new car at some point. You know, right, right. And you think you think there's a, a like I, look, Hollywood Studios. I still think even after Galaxy's Edge, we're gonna see some incredible changes over the next five to ten years at Hollywood Studios. I agree. And I think things are gonna go that we didn't think we're gonna go. I really do. Let's uh, let's move on, guys, real quick, because we're getting through the episode. Uh, this one's easy. Uh, which table service restaurant have you not yet tried but is high on your must-try list? This comes from our amazing uh, friend Cheryl Pavia, who we'll be seeing real soon at Disney. Guys, who wants to go first? I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll take first this time. Narcoozies. Uh, I have not eaten Narcoozies yet um, at the Grand Floridian. It's one of my go-tos, but I do have it scheduled for right after the Disney cruise, the Disney Dad's cruise. So I'm excited to try that one. You guys? I'm gonna have to go with Victoria and Alberts, and uh, Ooh, you know, I mean, good one. forget about the price wise. It's just a matter of that actual dining experience. You know, the people that I've talked to that have done it before, it's an amazing experience. So that would be something on the top of my list that I would want to do. Um, guys, believe it or not, uh, one of your two go tos. That's California Grill. Oh, I'm so excited! You're gonna so, experience um, that coming up with us. I will. I will. In fact, I'm gonna experience it twice in one day. We're gonna knock the brunch out the day we fly in, and then we're gonna have dinner with you guys uh, that evening. You're really knock. You really like that's a Cali Grill day. I love it, man. That's, yeah, that's it's. Awesome. Uh, I'm an overachiever. You know this. <laughs> well, and I think we've decided too that we have such a large party that we're just gonna seat the kids uh, across the restaurant, and it's just gonna yeah. be adult table with us, and then the kids way over on the other side. We tip very well. That's fine. <laughs> we'll make that work. <laughs> uh, moving on, Dan Rossi, uh, who came up. This is this is uh, a great one because I am a huge fan of this too. Even though I'm part of this show, who came up with the opening music theme for the podcast? I Love it. He says, I turn it up and blast that opening when I'm in the car. I think I've gotten a couple of looks before. Uh, guys, this includes both of you two. Do it. Yeah, do you remember when I when I said that, when I when I came to these guys to um, to create a show, and then one, that was it. Once, once that happened, I had two incredibly talented guys. Um, this is where Mike shines. And Mike, Mike will come to me with um, music, or he'll come to me with um, sound bites and... Um, or if I'm if I'm stuck editing, I'm just like, man, I really need a sign bite for this. Do some do some digging for me and pull it up. And and he's good about that. So what Mike did is, he's like, hey, because you know I was kind of bouncing around with some uh, intro music, and um, Mike's like, hey, I was kind of leaning towards this. So he dropped the um, the pirates uh, theme song on me, and I'm like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. And uh, so I grabbed it, and then I just added my flavor to it. You know, stuff that was important to me to uh, put my fingerprint on that. Um, and it was honestly, it was, uh, to me, I fell in love the first, I, it only took one cut. I did everything I wanted. I knew what sound bites I wanted to put in there. 
And um, and I ran it by these guys, and I'll tell you what, I fell in love with it as soon as I hit play and I played that through. Um, it, it was uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, so you know, as far as like uh, credit goes, um, you know, I, I'm gonna just gonna lean it towards Mike. Mike kicked that uh, that that uh, that awesome uh, instrumental to me, and um, the rest is history, guys. Mike, when that's Sammy's or Sarah's? Yeah, you know what? I got really lucky finding that because uh, both girls are competitive gymnasts. And as you move up through the levels, once you hit like level five or six, you get to pick your own gymnastic floor music. So I had a couple of things that I've been looking around because the kids like their own. You can't have the same thing with somebody on your same team. So you kind of got to have your own music. And you kind of want to tailor it towards yourself. And being that Sammy's obviously a Disney kid, she was looking for some kind of Disney gymnastic floor music. And that was kind of on my radar. She was going to use that as a, uh, you know, as a background music for her routine, and that's where it came from. And um, if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, look up gymnastic floor music. You're going to find some really cool, incredible, you know, heart pounding beats, and and they're only two minutes long. Uh, it's pretty cool, but that's where it came from. There's a long version of that song, and uh, I thought it was cool. And Jason did a phenomenal job of dropping in those little sound bites and gives us where we are today, and I love it. And these two guys, look, let me tell you, they their brilliance shines. Let me tell you where the non-brilliant... You know, you ever have a coin that's really shiny on one side and the other side of the coin is really dull? Where the dull side of the coin is this guy. Because I come to these two about six months into the show and I go, guys, I think we should change the intro. Here, You should hear this, hear this thing. And I had almost argued my point. <laughs> to the fact of changing it with them. Well, actually, I had a couple hours on the edit floor and, trying to put it together. And it was my wife, of all people. I played it for her, and she goes, are you guys, what, are, you, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And so my wife was the one who said, no, you guys, you know, stick with what you got. So, yeah. So yeah. the dull side of the coin over here. Uh, almost wrecked it, you know. But that's what we do. We, <laughs> well, luckily, you know what? That's right. It was. It, we would have a different intro if it wasn't for Katie. Luckily, there's three of us, and uh, we get to. We get to. They get to look at me and go, "No, that's okay. I get to know a lot." <laughs> uh, um, another one from Dan. Uh, take away your favorite resort. You're doing a resort only stay. Where are you staying? I think he's doing uh, trip research because he says we're kind of doing this before the cruise, staying five days and only doing one park. But they're going to do all four parks in one day. So take away your favorite resort, Jason. No poly. Uh, it's out of there. Um, mm-hmm. where are you staying? Ooh, uh, that's a hard one, man, because there's really some good resorts. Mm-hmm. Are we talking non-DVC? Uh, anywhere you want. Anywhere you want. Um, well, I'm probably going to stay, you know what, I really like the Contemporary Bay Lake because of walking distance to Magic Kingdom. And, uh, you're right there on the monorail loops, so you can jump right in and, uh, you can hit Epcot, so... That's where I'm going to stay. Like it, Mike? Well, taking away my favorite, I would have to say stay at the Poly. Uh, you know, especially if you're going to be doing a couple of parks in one day, you have the convenience of the monorail and um, the overall ambiance. I spent quite a bit of time with uh, Jason there, you know, enjoying some cocktails and the nice lounges and the bars and great places to eat. So I would definitely say uh, it's not my favorite and it's not my go-to, but that would be my uh, my choice for a, uh, you know, for an old, old, uh, old trip. That would be my choice for an... Disney, uh, I can't even talk. That would be my choice. That would be my choice. God, I'm flustered tonight. What just happened here? I'm having a stroke, apparently. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mine is, man, first off, it's hard enough to pick your favorite because I've got a few favorites. Uh, Polly's way up there. I'm probably going to go over and I'm going to stay at Wilderness Lodge. I stay there in a one-bedroom. I like the boat ride over to Magic Kingdom. It's easy. 
Um, I, I just think it's a beautiful resort with great amenities. Pool's awesome. Geyser Point's an amazing lounge. Uh, so that's probably where I'm heading is, uh, is over there. Um, let's see here. Kevin has a, Kevin Yellerson. I'm going to say Yellerson. You know what? I'm going to say Jellerson because now i got it right no matter what. Kevin Jellerson has another one. What is your favorite interactive cue? Uh, for children and overall, my son was upset last week that the Dumbo line wasn't long enough for them to have a play area open. Do you guys have a favorite queue? Favorite interactive queue? Oh, that Dumbo one's a good one, though. That's a great one. That's one of, probably yeah. my favorite. If I'm going to list one, that's probably it. Okay. Uh, favorite queues, man. Um, No, I don't. I don't have a favorite queue. Yeah. Interactive-wise? Um. Well, okay, this is silly, but how about um, how about Winnie the Pooh with the honey honey oh, and, and yeah. the touch That's a good stuff one. for the kids? That's a yeah. really good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I they have a whole little play area yes. before you get in there. Yeah, Mike, what um, about you? Um, I, I, you know, I guess we'd have to go back to test track. I mean, we just talked about that last week, mm-hmm. but I think that's a very mm-hmm. interactive queue, and I think you can be really creative, and you can't be wrong. You know, you can make whatever you want, and uh, it's your own creation. So I think that's a good queue. Uh, Mike, this question's coming from Scott Zobel. It's for you. Um, episode six, hidden gems, follow up. Uh, Scott, one, you get major bonus points. You, Scott's showing off in front of the class here <laughs> with the uh, with the episode episode number drop. Um, follow up: Has Mike checked out Country Bear Jamboree yet? If not, which day in July will you be doing it? So, have you have you been to Country? Bear? I haven't been to Country Bear yet. It's definitely it's definitely going to be done. I have to do it with my uh, my southern buddy over here, Justin. We gotta we gotta hit it up. Uh, on the oh no no no! We're doing it right after Splash Mountain. <laughs> yes. All right, perfect. It. That's good. It. All right, so it's either it's either it's going to happen either Sunday or it's going to happen on Tuesday. Tuesday. More than likely Tuesday yep. because Sunday is going to be mostly a uh, uh, contemporary day. You know, spending time at the pool, yeah, pool day. and uh, a couple of rides at night, uh, just touching base here and there. So I'm assuming that that Tuesday is going to be our big Magic Kingdom day. I like That's it. That's when it's going to happen. I didn't get yelled mm-hmm. at for singing, too. I like that. Um, Christina McSheffrey, the great Christina McSheffrey. I'm going to uh, – it's a, it's a longer post, but I'm going to get it down to this. Her family is wondering, should we visit Walt Disney World next May? They know all about the love bugs. Uh, should they go towards the end of May in the hopes that they are on their way out versus mid-May or or wary May? I guess say, say no, don't do May at all. Um, have you guys had the experience with love bugs at Disney before? No. I did. I, oh, at, uh, they're they're fun. I did at the. Uh, <laughs> oh, are those the, the, the bugs little black that are bugs? flying around yeah. doing a little thing? Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. Their business. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. They're they're not love bugs, man. They're 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 what do you conjoined call twins. Oh, nice, nice. That's a lot <laughs> of twins. that's a lot of chromosome shared. <laughs> that's how they're born, man. They're born like that. Um, I tell you what, that is an experience. Um, I had that experience at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we were down by the pool, and there was probably a thousand of them. I mean, just all over the place. But the good part is, look, they don't bite, they don't sting. You know, they just they have one goal in mind, and that's to uh, spread love around the world. Christina, I, you know what? I, I would love to be able to give you an exact week that the love bugs move out of Central Florida, but I can't. So I don't want to really answer your question with a lie. I don't know. I don't know when the love bugs will be out of Central Florida. I have, don't. I have no clue. Well, I mean, Disney's an educational experience. I mean, what a what a great way to go down there and educate. <laughs> it's a bug's life. <laughs> it's it's a, bug's a bug's life, life. <laughs> right in front of you. There's a reason there's that many ants. <laughs> All right, let's move on. 
Dan Rossi again. How about a fun one for Michael Stolfi? You get free annual passes to Walt Disney for life for you and your family. One caveat. No more New York pizza ever. Now you can still eat pizza, but it's only the Chicago variety. Do you take that deal? That way I can say he chose Chicago or New York. No, first of all, there's no such thing as Chicago pizza. That's not pizza. That's just a loaf of something. So, no, definitely not. I would not take annual passes. I will definitely stick with my New York pizza. 100% without a doubt. I stand by that. Love it. And one more from Dan. He says, who is the best karaoke singer and will we see it on the cruise? Justin's the singer in this group. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. You're the wedding singer, man. I'm. I'm not. Not only will you Absolutely. see it, you'll be so tired of it. I, it's, there's nothing karaoke about it. I'll just start singing random things to you throughout the day, and then you'll go, "Oh, this is what they do all the time. This is all." Mike and I have been serenaded by you more that, than once. That picture of the week thing is is a regular singing every week. That's not a recording. That's his normal <laughs> right. audio. Yeah, that picks of the week thing. If you were wondering about audio too, that um, that guy's that was me just goofing off, and all of a sudden Jason didn't even tell me what he was doing, and all of a sudden the next episode it just shows up, and so that's uh, that's that's what I get. But that's okay. It's it's all there. Um, let's go back to the uh, email and let's let's start closing this thing up real quick, guys. Okay, uh, guys, I'm gonna ask you this one from Chad Roscoe. We've been to Disney plenty of times as a family, but have never done Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Is it really worth the extra cost for a family of six? Our kids are 12, 11, 10, and 3. Yes. 100%. Yep. Absolutely, it, man. Do it. Preach. Get down there. I love that party, guys. You will not be disappointed by it. I'm telling you, the parade itself is worth the admission of the tickets. It's that much fun. Oh, and here's what you do. When you go down, you don't do a ticket for that day. You go ahead, you enjoy a nice pool day, you go to Disney Springs, and you let your Mickey's Not So Scary party ticket uh, serve as yeah. your park ticket for that day. So that negates the cost of the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. A nice, 100% nice little tip and trick. You know, I always forget about that. It's mm-hmm. uh, absolutely do that. And you can get in a couple hours earlier. You can get in at 4 o'clock, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's the reason they call me a professional. Yeah. Justin, you uh, forgot one of our favorite people, Dan Rossi. He asked, uh, what country would you most like to see come to the World Showcase? Uh, I'm gonna go with Brazil because it'll all the Brazilian tour groups will just just go straight there and it'll it'll be all around. Um, no, if I'm gonna pick one, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal somebody's. I'm gonna steal uh, Joe Q's pick because we talked about this a little bit when we did the Italian Pavilion when you guys were out of town. Uh, I'm a, Australia. I think it's a I think that would be a cool. Uh, it would be the first country continent in World Showcase. So I'm gonna go with Australia. Mike, what about you? I would go with Russia. I think it's a Ooh, beautiful good country. One. I think it offers a lot of culture and a lot of food choices. And that would be my choice for a pavilion. Yeah. You know, we're going to go with Greece. Oh, Greece is a great one. And there you um, go. the reason is because look at the architecture there. You know, like, I, that's another thing with, like, Italy is I don't think Italy really captures, like, the ancient aspect of it as, as much as they should. Yeah. You know, so uh, I would love to have, how cool would it be to have the Greece pavilion where it's the Parthenon? Up in the corner, almost like the Eiffel Tower is? Uh, you know where you it's off in the distance or maybe you got mount mount you know mount olympus up in there and you know somehow with uh some of the uh the greek gods are, are portrayed up there somehow i don't know how fun would that be that's a good one. um I, I would i would love that as far as the greek food goes um you know chris our good friend chris masterakis is uh um, would send us quite a few really good pictures of uh, their little shindigs that they have. And uh, I would be down with that. That would be fun. Fantastic. I love both of those. Um, really quick, guys, let's let's hop through these last couple just real quick because okay. we're, getting, we're getting into it here. Um, we are Michaela Colton Altenhofen. 
um, the fantastic Michaela. Hey guys, my question is when do y'all come out with a DDP Sorcerer's Running Family T-shirt? Love the show as always, Michaela. Um, soon, yeah, soon we can do that. That's that's something we can pop up there for the team. If you're not a member of that group, go over and join the D- the Disney Dads Podcast Sorcerer's Running Family. Uh, even if you're not a runner, I mean it's it's a great group that just motivates each other. So go over and join that. Uh, next, guys, this one, you guys, I want I want all of us to give one key point to this because if we were to truly answer this question it would take a whole episode jordana Izzo asks, hey disney dads we will be taking my mom to Walt disney world for her first time in almost 15 years in september i want to know with everything that has changed within the last decade what are some of the main key points we should make sure we see eat do staying for a week at caribbean beach five park days mickey's not so scary free quick service dining um give me one thing that is a not miss that's maybe come in the past decade fantasy land yeah, Fantasyland expansion. Yep, and uh, be our guest. Take her in the castle. Fantastic. Pandora at night. Ooh, Ooh good great one. one. Definitely at night. Really, Definitely really at night. good one. It's a whole different experience at night. Uh, Toy Story Land. Uh, great expansion. It really transports you into Toy Story. Not miss, even if you don't get that fast pass, or you know, just take take a walk through there. Take a walk through there at night. That's another beautiful one at night. So. Uh, Go through there. Those. If I was going to give three things, I, I think guys, you guys nailed it. That's that's awesome, guys. If we missed if we missed your question, we missed your email. We will make sure to get this on a on a future episode where we're diving into that Disney Dad's mailbag or we're getting those amazing people on the Disney Dad's podcast family. Hey guys, the trivia question. Uh, I went ahead and I went with Mike's movies, and the answer was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. It's a nineteen fifty four Disney film. Um, it was shot in CinemaScope, and uh, that's a, that was a big deal back then. So, guys, check that movie out if you haven't seen it. You know, grab the family and sit down and watch this uh, amazing piece of history. Uh, Mike and Justin, have you guys ever seen that? Yes, I just bought it not too long ago, actually, Did randomly. Really? Yeah, like a month Fantastic. ago. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I saw it at yep. Walmart, and I was like, I'll pick that up. Yeah, that's a that's a great movie. Um, and in fact, I had a lot of fun with this one, guys. I'm gonna go ahead and go with another Mike's movie. But before I do that, let me give a shout out to Delinda. Tim Jackson, Laura Fee, Rothchester, McSheffrey family, the Zobel family, and Dan Hirschline. Before I give you Mike's movie, a word from our sponsors. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars at Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. What's the name of this movie? And bonus, if you can tell me the year it was made. Who is he? Why is he so important? Captain Talbot happens to be the space pilot who is going around the Around the moon! And you can text your answers to 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. And while you're doing that, make sure to head over to www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Guys, come follow us on Twitter, 
at Podcast Disney. What a great name, at Podcast Disney. Easy to remember, but I'm over there, and we are over there saying things there that we don't say on the Facebook group. So if you're you're uh, a member of the Facebook, not on Twitter, be a member of both. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, also, make sure to uh, go check out our email, DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send in your questions for a future show. Uh, and guys, make sure to uh, go subscribe to that Alexa skill set. It's absolutely an amazing way to include the Disney Dads in your life every Friday. You know, Justin, you just told our Disney family about our wonderful social media sites. One of my favorite things to do every week, and that's look at your pictures. And my favorite part of our episode is Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Jason, you got to go first last week, so I'm going to hand it off to my buddy Justin. And Justin, lead us over with your Picture of the Week. Uh, but I'm picking the week of somebody who asked a few questions tonight, and we absolutely love that. We love interacting with you, getting to know you. And the one way we get to know you is through the Facebook group. And uh, it goes to Kevin Jellerson. Yellerson. See, I did both. Uh, just started listening to the podcast while preparing for my second Disney trip as a parent. Had such a wonderful time last week, and the pictures absolutely show that. Your kids with uh, Elsa and Snow White is just that's what Disney is all about, or those smiles and those memories you'll have for a lifetime. So thank you so much. For sharing and uh, Kevin, look, thank you, thank you for joining our family, and uh, we're excited to get to know you and, and hear more about your Disney lifestyle. Yeah, those are um, those were fantastic pictures. They really were. Thanks for sharing. Welcome them. to the family. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Jay, yeah, we've got a couple new members here. Yeah, um, I thought you said me first, and then Justin just kind of jumped <laughs> no, right in no. there. You, it's you the only child. Last it's, week. it's the only child in me. I can't help it. I have to, have to, have to give Katrina Dupree my picture, my pick. Because uh, she's such an active member in the group, and uh, she's having a blast down there at Disney World as we speak. And it looks like little ones finally meeting Mickey and Min- or Minnie and all those good people for the first time. So, uh, Katrina, we're glad you're having a good time. Mike, yeah, man, yeah. A lot of people. Let's say a lot of people are down at Disney this week. Uh, listen, Katrina, keep your eye out because Robin M. Allen is walking around Disney right now as well, and uh, she has ton of good pictures and one of her posts was today at animal kingdom my husband started a sentence with the phrase next time we visit well you got him hooked Ooh. we all know that feeling and uh, congratulations to you so uh robin m allen uh hanging out in the parks with the kids and with her uh with her husband andy so uh i hope you have a good time and uh, enjoy your time down in the parks love it yeah, absolutely it's awesome that's that's what the great thing about our facebook group is even though you know you, you may not be in the parks you get to live vicariously through all these great people that, uh, that share their trips. Hey, huge shout out to Jim Rofnoski. He's doing something I do all the time. I pick up my phone. I look on Facebook and I see it's a throwback to maybe three or four years ago in a picture of Riley. And he posts four years ago today, we ride for our, our kids' first ever visit to Walt Disney World. Great pictures. Uh, always fun to look back at those times. Justin, you know, we touched on our uh, social media and our phone number. We got a voicemail from somebody, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, the amazing part about doing shows like this is we get to have those voicemails from our Disney family. So let's go to our voicemail right now. Hey, Disney Dads. This is Shannon McPherson. I was calling about a question on the cruise lines. I hear these different levels, gold and platinum. Uh, if this is my first time, is that going to be a, a worse experience for me than, uh, than, than another level around the platinum? Just kind of my question. Uh, let me know. Thanks. Guys, I tell you what, uh, that's an amazing question because 
as someone who has cruised a lot and Jay, you know, some, you're a first time cruiser. This is something you and I have talked about personally Mm -hmm. is, are you going to have a different experience as a first time cruiser than I am as a platinum, uh, cruiser to, let me take one second and explain the levels of Disney Cruise Line for those people who have maybe never sailed, don't know how it works. Uh, on your first time, you're a first-time cruiser. After you do your first sailing, you'll become Silver Castaway Club members, and that's numbers two through five, so sailings two through five. On your sixth one, you become a Gold Castaway Club member. Um, that's six through ten, and on your eleventh, you become Platinum. That's the highest you can get. Um, is your experience going to be worse? No, not at all. You get the same experience. Jay, you and I have talked a little bit about it because you said, man, you know, I'm traveling with you. What do you get that I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Not not much, man, not much. Uh, we get discounts, uh, but, you know, DVC members get discounts too. Also, um, it's one of those things where we, as a, as a Platinum member, um, you know, you don't have to do certain things as far as, like, picking on board time. It's minimal stuff. It's, it's not anything. And the only major difference between all the levels is your booking window. So your booking window for excursions and things like that opens up a little bit earlier than your first-time cruisers. It's one of the benefits they give you. Um, other than that, though, it's all the amenities and everything you have are all the same, no matter if you're a first-time cruiser or you're doing your 100th Disney cruise. It's 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 all the same. So, Shannon, you're going to have an amazing experience, no matter if it's your first one or or you've been sailing a ton. Uh, Jason, I know you called me one time and were like, dude, what should I expect? Like, what do you, you mm-hmm. know, what, what's, what's happening? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sailing with uh, seasoned cruisers. I mean, Mike, even though you're, it's your second one, but you're still silver. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you're still, um, you know, it, you're still in a different category than myself. So, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting thrown to the dogs. However, um, Shannon, you'll be right next to me, buddy. We'll be boarding right in the same time, man. You, you and I are going to be right there in line, and uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great time, man. Well, the great, great time. The great part too is, uh, you know, I'm boarding with you guys. You know what I mean? Like we're all boarding together. We're all boarding as one Disney family. It's honestly what they do. The, the in the in room gifts change a little bit. Stuff like that changes a little bit, but but mostly, man, it's they give you that that little diamond. It's almost like Aladdin. You know what I mean? And I'm like Abu. You know, where I'm just like, you see the crystal up there on top of the mountain, and you just want to grab it, and that's what they do. It's There's not much to the crystal, you know, once you get it, everything, you know, nothing happens great, but uh, but you want that crystal, and that's what that platinum mark, or that gold mark, or whatever it is. But uh, but Disney Cruises are, are amazing, no matter if it's your first or your hundredth. You're, you're going to have an amazing time. Can I add one thing that was important to me? Yeah, 100%. Because um, what was one thing I asked you the other day? Because, you know, we might have a couple drinks on the way down. Yeah. And I asked them, because I'm picturing, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the Marine Corps, we're all lined up, and you're not leaving your line for three hours, and I'm like, dude, is, are there any bathrooms that are going to be in the area, or are we going to be <laughs> yeah, all congregated yeah, together? Yeah. That's important, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's the first thing my mom would ask, you know, like, are there going to be bathrooms around here? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, actually, after talking to you about it, 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 I'm actually really looking forward to... Um, to the whole experience, I yeah. really am. Yeah, and what's great is like Jason was saying, where you know we might have a few drinks on the way down. Is uh, we rented a private bus, a, a luxury coach bus, mm-hmm. to take the Disney Ads family from Walt Disney World to the Disney Cruise. And uh, you know we'll have a mimosa. We'll we'll enjoy enjoy the morning. Uh, the kids mm-hmm. will all have snacks and drinks. But on that bus, there's uh, there's restrooms. And then once you get to port, Disney owns their own building, and it's it's like walking into a Disney resort. I mean, you walk in and it's it's beautiful. It's streamlined. It's very organized, and there's everything you need right there. So, so no worries uh, if you are traveling with us, or if you are doing another Disney cruise. 
Everything is going to be amazing. There's a reason why I always say Disney Cruise Line is Disney at its absolute finest. Yeah, you guys had a great time answering questions from our Disney Dads family. We love interacting with you guys. You know, you guys are the reason why we love doing the show. Uh, the positivity you guys show, the family pictures, the intimate moments, it's, it's amazing. And uh, I'm real glad I got to share it with you guys tonight. Yeah, it was another great show, guys. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's always nice to, uh, you know, number one, go down memory lane, and number two, um, get put in the hot seat and have to, you know, be be honest and, and <laughs> kind of kind of uh, uh, get put on the spot and uh, answer some questions. So it's always good to um, hear from everybody out there. It's it's a lot of fun. And um, and have a good weekend, guys. Yeah, I love hearing from our Disney family. Love answering your questions. Uh, the one thing we've always said from the very beginning is we'll be honest with you. If we don't like something, we'll tell you. If we love something, we'll tell you that. And uh, we'll give you our honest opinion about something. Although it might not be the same opinion you have, that's our opinion. And uh, I tell you what, we, we love talking all things Disney. And it makes it a lot more fun when we get to talk it with all of you guys. So until next time, guys, have a good night. Good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.